Hello, everyone. This is Mark Davis, and I want to welcome you to the Gospel Explorations podcast, where we gather together each week to take time to explore God's Word to learn how we ought to live in this present age. I'm glad you've chosen to spend some time with us today. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, and welcome back to Gospel Explorations. We're glad to have you joining us yet again. And we're in Matthew chapter 3. We just started Matthew chapter 3 in the last episode. And today we're going to be looking at verses 7 through 12. Uh, We were introduced to John the Baptist and the interesting character that he is, the ministry that he had in uh, proclaiming uh, the coming of the Messiah and preparing a way and uh, laying the foundation, if you will. And so today I want us to look at verses 7 through 12 as we consider more about John the Baptist's ministry. So if you have your Bibles, grab them and join us at Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 12. Let's read it together. It says this, But when they saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance. And think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you, that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly purge his floor. And gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. So we find here in this passage, John confronting uh, the religious leaders, uh, the religious hypocrites of the day. We call them the Pharisees and the Sadducees, it says here in the passage. And so uh, that is what we're going to take a look at today as John confronts them. And it says that uh, at the very beginning in verse number seven, that he saw many of these Pharisees, these Sadducees coming. And uh, this really is, in the book of Matthew, is our first introduction to these uh, two important groups uh, in first century Judaism. And really, these two groups were very different from each other, and they were often in conflict uh, with each other. And together, they represented really the leadership of Judaism as a whole. Um, a few things that are interesting about uh, these groups is um, primarily the Pharisees uh, believed that one was made righteous by keeping the law, and so they believed that they themselves would be righteous in doing so. And so they would keep the law or attempt to keep the law, and oftentimes they misinterpreted the law too, So it wasn't like um, it was uh, clear. Uh, There was a lot of misinformation and uh, hypocrisy that surrounded uh, the Pharisees. In addition to that, um, they would hold the traditions of men equal to the authority of Scripture. And so if a, a, a leader of the Pharisees would say, you need to do X, Y, Z, they would hold that equal to whatever the Scriptures had said. And their hypocritical practices, the way that they would do one thing and say another, or vice versa, really neglected the core spirit of the law in obedience and outward observance. And so 
uh, the Pharisees were just really playing religion, uh, and they were just busy looking good on the outside, and yet inside they were dead, and uh, there was no spiritual renewal taking place in their lives. And uh, and the same thing could be said of the Sadducees. They were equally uh, hypocritical. And so that's the picture that's taking place uh, there in uh, this passage and helps us understand a little bit of where things are coming from in relationship to uh, what's going on there in the nation of Israel. And then notice what he says um, of them. Uh, John the Baptist says, Oh, generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? John accuses these leaders of wanting to appear to be anxious for the Messiah, but the reality was they were not truly repenting and preparing their hearts for his arrival. And so what John was saying was, you say you say this is the case, but your life doesn't indicate that that's taking place at all. There's no fruit of that. And he basically calls them out as the hypocrites that they are. And uh, they may have come for baptism, uh, but the reality is there was no real repentance. And what John was talking about was that you are baptized as a response to the repentance and confession, and there was none of that evidenced uh, in their lives. And so the picture, you know, is that they're coming to uh, thrust themselves, to put themselves out so that they can be noticed of men, and there's no fruit that is born in their own lives. And he talks about them uh, fleeing the wrath to come. This is uh, the wrath of God that's well-deserved for every sinner. And it's not immediate. It's to come. The, the, it'll, it, there's a time and place that it is coming. And, uh, and so he tells them that they need to flee. And the picture here is that they need to make proper uh, repentance and confession for their sin and uh, truly repent uh, before God. And then he says to them, and don't, by the way, don't think of yourselves as being uh, related to Abraham, and that's going to be your your get out of jail card. That's going to be, uh, you know, your pass, if you will. He tells them they need to stop trusting in their Jewish heritage and, uh, because they have to repent. They, what Abraham did, Abraham's relationship with God was really of no significance in their own relationship with God, because it was a personal thing. And he says, you can't rest on what your father Abraham did. Uh, this is a thing that you must do on your own. And he uses this phrase, he says um, in verse number 10, and now also the ax is laid unto the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. And the the illustration here is of a of someone cutting down a tree and uh, laying an axe at its root. Of course, if you chop the root off, um, there will be no further growth in the tree, and it will eventually die, it will eventually be of no use. And so what he's saying is um, that there's, there's no more pruning and trimming. Um, there was, John was this one who had come with the axe to cut down the worthless tree. Uh, he was no longer going to be picking and trying to make something that's dead look alive, the point was that this this dead tree needed to be dealt with in an, in an extreme way uh, because it, it was of no use. It was of no good. And the picture was that they were the ones who thought that maybe 
They could look like they had everything together, but yet inside they were dead. There was no value um, in their religious attempts uh, to somehow appease God. And he said that they needed to be baptized with water and to repentance. And then he tells them that there's one that's coming that's even greater. You see, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. And uh, the idea was that it was a demonstration of, of the repentance and cleansing that had taken place. And he says, but there's one, there's another one coming of who I can't, I'm not even worthy to unlatch his shoes, uh, to, to carry his sandals. And uh, the picture was that, that he was going to be bringing a baptism that would be of the Holy Spirit and a fire. fire. And the idea is that um, it, this fire would be that thing that would separate out those who are true believers and those who are just playing games, those who are the hypocrites. Um, so he uses a couple of illustrations. He talks about uh, cleaning out his threshing floor. The idea was, you know, separating the wheat from the chaff and then burning the chaff uh, was the idea. And so the picture here was a fire was out of a fire of judgment that would purify the pure and destroy the wicked, uh, destroy the chaff. And so the proud and unrepentant leaders, these Pharisee leaders, these Sadducee leaders, um, what he was trying to say was judgment is coming. The kingdom of God is at hand. You need to repent because those who are um, the chaff, those who aren't truly believers, those who aren't uh, pure in their beliefs, there is judgment that will come and they will be uh, destroyed. And they knew the picture. Uh, they knew what took place when they would uh, winnow. If they, that's the idea, they would the winnowing fork would be used to toss uh, both the the chaff and the wheat into the air, and uh, one uh, the the wheat would fall, uh, and the and the heavier grain would be gathered from the ground, and the chaff would be blown away. And the picture was um, that there was a judgment to come, and they needed to prepare for it. And the Jewish leaders thought that, you know, the Messiah would come with uh, a judgment, but it wouldn't be against them. It would be against their enemies, against Israel's enemies, because surely he's coming to establish this kingdom for Israel, right? And so he's going to deal with Israel's enemies. And the reality is they were blind in their own self-righteousness. Uh, they were blind in their own thoughts that they had it all together, and they didn't realize that they themselves had a sin problem that had to be dealt with didn't matter that they were Jews. It didn't matter that they were descendants of Abraham. It didn't matter that they kept the law. It didn't matter that they knew all these things. At the end of the day, there was a sin problem that they had to confess and they had to repent. And that's the very thing that John the Baptist was calling them to. And uh, they, unfortunately, uh, many of them uh, disregarded the words. They disregarded the warning. And uh, the, the reality was that judgment was going to come. Uh, that they were going to be sifted out, if you will, and that there would be a, a clear de demarcation between those who are the true followers of Christ and those who are the hypocrites uh, trying to work their own way uh, to please God, work their own way to bring uh, glory to themselves rather than trusting in the Messiah who had been sent. And so these words from John the Baptist here, are um, they're filled with uh, truth, they're filled with uh, poignant uh, reminders and uh, they're pretty stern words to a people who needed to hear the truth about their own sin problem. And it reminds me that we have a sin problem that we need to deal with. Uh, we're all sinners, and we stand in a place of needing to be forgiven, to confess and repent. 
and we'll learn more in the rest of the book of Matthew. Thanks for listening. I hope that you've been both encouraged and challenged today. If you want to connect with us further, please be sure to check us out on the web at gospelexplorations.com. We look forward to having you join us again next time.